This is the VIP show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. Good evening, Boston. Good evening, good people. Welcome back to the VIP show, Voices in Progress, brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury and the good young people, the peer leaders of Youth Police and Partnership, YPP. Um, we are back with four more VIPs, uh, not only VIPs, but again, Voices in Progress. We have Jeffrey, Joshua, Muhammad, and Teddy from YPP uh, in our summer program. Gentlemen, what's good? Welcome to the VIP show. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What's good? <laughs> How you doing? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna meet them a little bit more, you know, directly, Lynn, just a little bit. But I gotta say, this is for the audience sake. They, they know this is a different show. We're actually joining each other on Zoom, and the reason for that is because again, once again, COVID has interrupted our whole life, like it has been for everybody the last few years. And um, you know, for the protect everyone's safety and make sure that you know health is priority. Uh, we've been holding our programming remotely for the last uh, week or so. And so this is the first VIP show that's being held by Zoom. Um, but it's all good because we still got four VIPs in the building who are still going to make this an amazing show, Zoom or not. So I have no doubt about that. So without further ado, let's actually get to know who our young VIPs in the building are. So I'm going to go in no particular order. I'm going to start with Joshua. Joshua, welcome to the VIP show once again. Tell us who you are. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. Um, let's see. Uh, my name is Josh Rosoto. I go to Lincoln Sudbury Regional High School, a school in Sudbury. And yeah, I'm excited to be on this podcast and to share my opinion. And you've been with YPP how long, Joshua? This will be my uh, first year. I was uh, I was in the um the fall. Yeah. And then I I went and I applied for the summer again. So yeah. That's what's that's a good sign. You came back. That means uh something, something must have been good about it. Something, something was good, you know. <laughs> well, welcome back, man. Can't wait to talk to you more. So welcome to the mic, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, welcome to the VIP show, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm Jeffrey. My first year, year here with YPP. I'm 16, turned 17 this year. And I go to Western. I'm in the Meco program, and that's that's why I got out. That's what's up, Jeffrey. I'm a I'm a fellow Mecco kid myself. I was in Belmont a long, long time ago. I know you see the gray beard and you're like, don't think I remember going to school, but I do. I promise you I do. Um, but Mecco, Mecco, I I gotta say what's up to my Mecco, brother. You, are you having a good experience in your in Weston? It's not easy, but it's like a great opportunity, you know. And the most hardworking people never forget that. So Ooh. Are you sure. dropping bars? You dropping bars like that, Jeffrey? We, we, we haven't started, right? <laughs> we, start, we started like that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we got to put a, a pin in that. Good. Come back to that because that was all kinds of bars right there. Um, good looking like, like nice. Welcome to the VIP show once again, um, Muhammad. Welcome to the VIP show for you, brother. What's tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, my name is Muhammad. I'm 16. I'm a junior at Wayland High School. I'm in that call and. I'm a junior at Wayland High School. This is my first year with YPP. Came the same time as Joshua. Okay. It's been a time ever since. So now another 
So you not only have you been with the year, but you're also a MECO uh, student as well. So, you know, I got to ask you the same thing. How's your experience been as a MECO student? It's been great. There's like its ups and downs. There's yeah. some time where it's like not as great, but like the education is a blessing. And yeah, mm-hmm. same thing that Jeffrey said. Have yeah, to take advantage of it. Yeah, that is, um again, major wisdom. I mean, again, I'm, I was a MECO student. My daughter is currently a MECO student. She's actually also in the Wayland School System, Mom. And so, again, I know a little bit about, um, you know, how it works there. And so I, I appreciate you for, you know, again, the realness. Um, it is difficult, but I also agree that the education is definitely a blessing. Um, when I think about my life and my experience with MECO, I always take that part of it because it was not easy not wake, waking up early in the morning to go to school, get home later than everybody, and then dealing with all the other things you got to deal with, you know, with the racism and, and all the other deal, uh, those things. And you got to get your education right. Like, it's, it's a lot. Um, but, again, we got a couple of students on here already doing it, and I'm you know, sending love to y'all, sending shout outs to you y'all. spend so. the whole segment on that, honestly. For real, for real. A whole show, for real. Mm. Um, but we'll get there. So, Teddy... Last and certainly not least, actually, I think I want to. I'm almost certain Teddy has been uh, the longest running member on, on YPP on this on this call. So, Teddy, welcome to the VIP show, a true VIP in the building. What's good? Yeah, hi, I'm Teddy, 18, and I'm currently freshman at Bunker Hill. This is my yes, sir. Third, this is my third and final year with YPP. Good stuff, man. Congratulations. How's uh, your first semester? Uh, have you started school yet? Or are you going into your first semester, right? I'm going into my first semester. You're going into right. Okay, that's what's up. So I, I would imagine there's some excitement, a little bit of nerves. Yeah. Do you know what, you know what you're going to be studying? Uh, currently studying chemistry. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I love, like, just already in just a few short minutes of listening to, you know, four different minds, you see the different, you know, viewpoints in the different parts of YPP. Like, it's it's pretty special, man. So let's again, let's let's now. I want to journey a little bit more into your individual experiences in YPP. And I know, you know, this summer has been its own uh, experience, but just in general, all of you have been here for a considerable amount of time. So, um, tell me a little bit about which what's been like to be a peer leader at YPP. What's that been like for you? I mean, again, any any one of y'all can jump in. I guess I guess I'll start. I think that when I came in, I was expecting a lot of work, you know, conversating, which I was okay with, you know, working and conversating is fine. But when I got in there, there was a whole lot of you know traveling and doing fun things. And on top of that, meeting other people in the community, which I think is part of what YPP is about, right? Is community engagement. And things like that on top of the community enrichment and volunteering things we do. We also go around in the community and learn stuff about everywhere. So except for High yeah, Park, yeah. we're in High Park yet. So I'm, get, I'm, I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there. What's up? I'm, I'm what's some other thoughts? Hi, right, Joshua. Um, I'll say something. <clears throat> Since I was like in the fall and I was in Mecco as well. I'm in Mecco. Me and Mohammed, uh like Every so often we'll be late because we're in Metco and like there's mm. like a it's like a greater like transition. I would say like, you know, once you're off of school, you go straight to work. Like there's no in between. You gotta go straight mm. to work. Mm-hmm. So like in the fall it was kind of difficult for me getting to work because um 
because of because uh, of the time, right? And has and it had to be fair. So, uh, but the summer so far has been really good. You know, we've been going to college tours, seeing all these different types of places, building our like community and stuff like that. And I like it. I love it. So yeah, love hearing yeah. that. This program itself is really a blessing for like a lot of us because there I haven't seen a lot of programs where they really take children and they take them on college tours, like take them, take us out. And like, I don't know, but like speaking about like hard transportation, like Josh said, half of it in the fall, there was like a time period where like we go from school, we get released. I got released at 3.15, came into Boston at like four something latest, like ever was like 4.30. And, like, in, like, 15 minutes, I would have to get from the bus stop to work. So, like, it was really hard. But, like, the summer now, it's been really great. And, like, I've been really enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to coming back. You know what you're making me realize is even in your, I think you said you were 17, Mohammed. Is that right? Or 16? 16. 16. Joshua, 17. Jeshua, I mean, Jeffrey, 17 as well? Almost, I'm still 16. 16, okay. I mean, what's just stood out to me in this small, short conversation so far is, again, how much you guys are already learning about responsibility and sacrifice, right? The fact that you, again, I know I know the Mecco life, right? I know how early you, you got to get up, and I know again, how late you got to get into the day. And the fact that you have sacrificed even a little bit of time you might have after school to go to work. Because again, there's a lot of young people, a lot, everybody wants to get paid. Let's keep it funky. Everybody wants to get paid, but not everybody want to work, right? And the fact that you students, you choose to go after school, have a commitment to YPP. I mean, that already says something about your character, who you are, what you want to do now. Now, whether or not your, your parents are making you like, yo, you're going to go to work, <laughs> right? Uh, that might be the case. But the fact that you are choosing to do that and, and staying with it again that says a lot about y'all man um i want so tell me more about not just your experience at ypp but let's talk a little bit deeper because you know the name of the program is youth police and partnership and i know that when when you probably first heard the name you heard police in the in the in the title and it maybe you might have thought hmm, what's what's that about so both i'm curious as to what how have you experienced your partnership and relationship with the with law enforcement and the police since you've been at YPP and talk a little bit about what you've learned. Uh, I could go. Um, so me personally, like when I was signing up and I heard like the name YPP, you know, police, I mean, youth police partnership. Um, I was like, okay, we're going to be working with the police. And, you know, I was, I was on board with that because I always wanted to see like, what are their opinions about like, you know, at the time, it was like the BLM movement and stuff like that. And everybody hated cops and stuff. So like, I was really curious on how they handle it now. You know, since they clearly have less power, like, you know, less power in like uh, social media also. Mm. So, but um, in the early like stages of fall, we didn't really work with them because of COVID and other right. issues. Right. But like um, later on, like, towards the end we had like these nice civil conversations picking like the police officers brains and stuff asking them questions and it was really good because like we 
as like young youth can like learn and you know pick off of these adult police officers and what their point of view on the world and like crime and stuff like that and they would actually give I mean we would give them feedback and they'll learn off of us as we do as of them you know That's right. so it, was, it was it was good yeah I think the same during the school year like the beginning like Josh said like we didn't have as much meetings with the police as I thought we would like but we had a few roundtables and the roundtables that we had not roundtable, sorry, like little meetings with the police. Like there was one meeting where they showed us like the police station, not like a station, but like transit police. We went to transit police. Yeah. We talked to police officers and I noticed like on duty police officers like can't, don't really like show emotion. That's what I noticed. But like mm. talking to police officers, like I noticed that like they, they have lives too. They were once like, around our age because there are young police officers that are around like 20s they're in their early 20s and I got to talk to one and he like told us everything like he's from New York all that type of stuff mm-hmm. and before he told us before he joined the police force like he had a bad view on police officers because he had bad encounters with officers and mm-hmm. growing he really didn't like the police, basically. And, yeah. Well, um, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, for me, when I first started out in YPP, we did a lot of roundtables once a month. Mm-hmm. And it's usually all about bringing not only, like, the youth and the police together, but the whole community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like we would go down to the police station near near Nubian, Nubian Square, and we would invite people from the community to come in and we all just have one giant circle talking about like what problems we have in the community, mm-hmm. what we think both sides could do better. It's like we wish the police would do this more before doing this. Or wish mm-hmm. people would understand that like police officers were not they're not just uniforms. But they're right. also people with, and they're also, they're also just trying to figure out how to respond to things. Mm. Well said. I've always been cautious of police, but I never really had a problem with police. So when I saw police conversations on the description, I was kind of interested, right, to sort of pick their brain, talk, have them talk to us about their experiences and, you know, how the profession works, things like that. But um, being in the room, in that conversation with them, they're no different from a mom or a dad messing on the couch, their news opinions, watching the news and all that. You know, on top of that, they probably care more than most people you would meet who have opinions on news because, you know, it makes sense. While they take the job, they didn't care about the people they were protecting. So I think that's what the perspective I sort of got sitting in the room with them. You're listening to the VIP show Voices in Progress on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. This is um, four young people from our Youth Police and Partnership Program, Jeffrey, Joshua, Teddy, and Muhammad. And they've sharing with us their experience, not only at YPP, but also with one of the, their experience with one of the roots of YPP, which is building relationships with law enforcement and in the community. 
And what I just heard was some very powerful, um, real testimony um, about really just the value of connection. We talked about this in, in some previous shows too with uh, some other peer leaders, and they said the same thing. The idea of just being in the same space with law enforcement, law, excuse me, law officers, um, with police, and just have being able to ask them questions and them being able to ask you questions, just so you can, again, see the common interests and so that you can both see each other as humans, as community members, as fathers, as sons, as daughters, like that is not really something you can put into a description, but that's how this program has been able to build relationships um, with young people in law enforcement for, for really the last 25 years. Um, and so listening to y'all made me feel proud to be a part and connected to this program, um, Real Talk, like, um, because you, you are getting a perspective that not a lot of young people get to have. And so I appreciate you guys for taking advantage of it. Um, let's talk, let's, let's, let's move on to, again, it's a similar subject, but a, in a different way. You know, some of you mentioned, uh, it might've been Jeffrey, I think mentioned, um, again, the idea of uh, community, right? Being in the community a lot. Um, and at the beginning of this summer, the staff, created an opportunity or asked the young people what they wanted to do for the community engagement project at the end of the summer. And you all know that you chose to do this Unity Day. So I wanna just transition in and ask you a little bit about why the group chose Unity Day, what Unity Day means to you as a group, um, and how do you think this is uh, a way in which it, it uh, you know, serves the community in a positive way? Um, I would say, um... The reason why we chose like Unity Day is like to us, we love our community. So we would like love to bring our community closer because, you know, there's a lot of poverty, gang violence and stuff like that. A whole bunch of bad influence on the streets. So if you can just bring a good influence towards the younger generation and also have a positive impact on our community, that's just, you know, that's the best for us. You know, that's the whole point, yo of what we do our, our job, you know, is to impact our communities, to be leaders, to have a voice in our community. So, yeah. I wasn't, I don't remember being part of the voting process on that. I thought that that was just fixed for us, but I can talk about what I expect, you know, yeah, what sure. I be like. I think we, me, we split into groups and we all took sort of different, um, responsibilities to lead up to unity day and i'm sort of on the marketing end and what i realized being on that team sort of is just how big this is expected to be you give me i realized how many communities are going to be a part of it and to me i see it as a huge community event because we're out getting instagrams for ymcas different youth programs and things like that trying to get kids from all over the, the um city mm -hmm. so this is going to, to me, it's going to be some giant cookout type. So I'm excited for it. <laughs> That's what's up. I was going to say our, our whole like plan with UT Day is to kind of just bring like the youth and the community together to kind of show like, hey, there's other people in your community that you'll probably get along with if you like interact with them. And to kind of just, it's just to celebrate our community in general like surrounding parts of Boston. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, our view was to get the community and like the youth and mostly the police, because since we work with the police so much, we wanted to get the community and the police to like be on good terms, basically, mm-hmm. for the youth, like the next generation to have fun with police and for them not to fear the police, because the next generation is next up they're going to be taking over everything basically in a few years from now this generation let's just say we're up next so if we create a good like relationship with the police and the youth now then we won't have to worry about like teens later on being afraid to like contact police or talk to the police and yeah i guess so yeah, I mean, this is why, I mean, this is why these relate, these conversations are so important because, you know, even as you know, 16-year-old, 17-year-old community members, you, people often think that your voices and your opinions are not as valuable or not as, or shouldn't be as loud as someone who's an adult or an elected official or a business leader or a community. And in my opinion, they're all equal. They're all the same because you all have a stake. Doesn't matter. You know, you got everyone on this call is still in development. That's why we call the show Voices in Progress, right? It's development. You are learning. You are actively learning about what it is that you feel about the world, what it is that you know about the world, and how you want to interact with the world. And you're doing that through a number of different ways. And one way you're doing that is through your employment here and your work at Youth Police and Partnership. And, you know, again, it's it's just really uh, I keep using the word powerful and I've used that word over and over again throughout these shows because I hope I hope that the audience is it's it's resonating with them and that they are getting the the, the magnitude of your voices. Um, because again, we, we just often don't ask young people who are teenage, you know, well, what do you believe the solutions are? How do you believe that we can be better in the community? What what we don't ask that question enough. Um, so I want to, um, you know, I'm going to uh, pause for a moment and just, you know, remind the audience that, you know, the VIP show Voices in Progress is brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury and the peer leaders, the Young People for Youth Police and Partnership, or YPP. Um, you know, YPP is a uh, employment program, a youth development program based out of Children's Services of Roxbury. It's been operating for more than 25 years and has been uh, one of the core principles and ways of the of this um, organization and program is to build relationships with young people and law enforcement and and broader than that young people having ties to their community um, and building their leadership skills and you know these young people the, the four young men who I have on today's show are representative of that uh, Jeffrey Joshua Teddy and Muhammad. And um, we've been talking to them about a few things today, but like in every uh, Voices in Progress show, the VIP show has a set just for and by the young people. And so um, I'm gonna allow them to uh, introduce the segment that they wanna do, but this is um, again, the VIP show with Jeffrey, Joshua, Teddy, and Mohammed. Gentlemen, it's your show. We wanted to sort of have a conversation about bullying so we discussed this before and we decided to open up i guess the question what what do you define bullying as 
Um, I'll go first. Then. Um, me, there's many things they can call bullying, you know, especially since nowadays, since we got technology, we got cyberbullying and stuff like that, you know, um, <clears throat> especially um, in modern days where people are more freely to express themselves and like, you know, have pronouns or like, you know, be uh, part of the LGBTQ and stuff like that. It's more prone, like now, now generations are more prone to being bullied because it's such like a, it's kind of like a new thing that's everybody's getting used to. And we're having these powerful movements and, and stuff like that. But like me personally, bullying to me, it's like when someone is taking advantage of that like person's like um, insecurities to like a point that it hurts them in a certain way, which is, you know, unethically good. So, I mean, unethically not good. So like, um, I don't know, for me, bullying is just a, just a bad thing. Yeah, for me, I kind of see bullying as when like, you're picking on someone that you know is weaker than you and can't do anything back because then for them said there's something they could do about it and unless someone else steps in to help them they they're not going to be able to help themselves requires requires people to like notice and respond when they see it happening yeah to me bullying is when you're picking on someone that can't do anything or has no say in like what to do. So you can, and I think like anything that like negative, like I don't even know how to get this off, but like, I hope you understand that like bullying is just, it's not a good thing. And it's terrible that bullying exists, I guess, yeah. Um, I would say that bullying is any situation where someone thinks or knows it might even be fact that they're sort of at a higher plane than someone for whatever reason, and they sort of use that power to sort of put someone else down who may or may not be below them. So that I would define bullying as people think it's always in school, but any situation where you put someone down is going to be a, a situation of bullying. Um, for me, I can give like kind of examples of like bullying, like, you know, uh, let's say it's cyberbullying, right? Like, you know, there's this kid and there's this like group chat, just like, you know, like saying mean things to that kid or like saying like mean things behind his back, that's bullying. And a uh, second uh, representation of like bullying is just like in person, like, you know, bothering that person or like saying mean things or like making like it's your duty to make that person's day like a living hell like that that's what bullying is and those are just you know there's many different types of bullying in like, different situations but i guess the main one is like having the intentional like intention of making that person feel bad for the rest of the day every day which is terrible so yeah I want to follow up on that around the, the cyberbullying because I think it's I'm I'm curious to hear from from young people about this how you experience it because that's certainly for older generations it's something we're not as familiar with and you know might even not even understand it all that well can you 
talk a little bit about your experience with cyberbullying and maybe ways um, you know you you get around it or you prevent it or avoid it. Um, yeah, uh, in my old school, I used to go to a uh, Kip Academy in uh, Mattapan, Boston, and we had this incident um, where there was these group of students that were cyberbullying a a person, um, and they was saying some horrific stuff, you know, like some crazy things. And when it got out to like the principal and stuff like that, they got really punished because that alone made that student not want to attend school. You know, all her grades went down, you know, uh, she wasn't as productive and stuff like that just because of the other students cyberbullying her, you know? It's just like, it is so easy to just say random stuff on the internet that can permanently affect an individual like i cannot say this enough like watch out what you put on the internet because it's going to stay there forever you know and you cannot take it down everybody's going to have some piece or part of it so yeah it's just it's just it's a terrible thing i mean i, I guess it comes with like the technology and stuff because people want to stay anonymous and give their own opinions on stuff but to the point of bullying it's just not not good so yeah I think that cyberbullying is way more common nowadays. We were having a little, when we were having a little conversation about this before, we said that stereotypical image of bullying with kids insulting each other and putting each other on lockers and beating each other up, we don't really see that nowadays. But to me, cyberbullying is so common, so easy for someone to do. This sort of it's like this dark web of alternate accounts and private stories where people can post whatever they want, comment on it, things like that. And it's real easy for someone to put some insulting opinion in for the person who they're talking about to not even know about it. So that's my stance on it. Also, I like to say like one thing that like I think I see like a pattern, like bullying evolves with this generation, you know. One that you used to like don't have technology I'm pretty sure, you know, it's more physical, but nowadays with technology, it's just more anonymous, but can affect the person even more because you never know if those, you know, like that person make allegations onto that person that can, you know, ruin their opportunity to get jobs or stuff like that. Yeah, I remember, like, usually when someone speaks about bullying, you think about it, like, physically. Like, I remember when I was first going into high school, like, when, like, people were saying, like, bullying, I thought about, like, shoving kids in lockers, like, beating kids up, stealing people's lunch money. I never thought of it as, like, a post and things like that. I never thought of it as that. I thought of it as, like, physically, like, abusing someone, beating it up. But, like, I noticed that, like, physical bullying like in this generation is less like worse than on cyberbullying because cyberbullying can like shatter someone mentally and physically. So yeah. Sometimes it's interesting. Oh good. No, good. Jump good. Sometimes it can even be in plain daylight too. You know, when some Instagram account posts, it just doesn't happen with school other um classmates accounts but let's say this big instagram account posts something it's so easy for people to comment and comment hate 
you know, comment bad things. It's um, it's in plain daylight. So it comes down to sometimes calling it out like, hey, that's bullying, that's cyberbullying, that's not okay to do. Sorry, what were you saying here? No, what you got me thinking of was the the simple fact that the the physical piece, the bullying, that's not as much of reality as it as it was that you raised that earlier. But it's also fascinating that, for example, school shootings are way up, right? Um, we had a for your um, peer leaders in the summer. We're talking earlier in another show about school shootings and mass shootings and how they're um, so they happen so often now. And um, I don't know what the, the, the correlation is. I don't know if there's a you know one reason for it or for another. It seems to not have any rhyme or reason to it. Um, but it is kind of scary that we've seen an increase in the cyberbullying and the psychological bullying, bullying, and then also an increase in these mass shootings as well. It just seems to be a really intense time for um, you know. For, for, for your generation, all of us really, but uh, particularly the young generation where this is kind of becoming the norm, which is, you know, feels uncomfortable <laughs> that this is kind of the norm, you know what I mean? Um, what other, um, you know, I, I want to wrap up a little bit and just kind of give you all an opportunity if you want to have any final thoughts. And it doesn't have to be about uh, anything in particular. It could be about bullying, it could be about YPP, it could be about anything, but um, I want to just first acknowledge your, you know, uh, participation and, you know, you all are VIPs. That's not a, a gas. That's real talk. Um, all of you do, you know, you're, you're working, you're students and you're learning. Um, to me, that's a, that's a great combination. I told you at the beginning of the summer when we met, I haven't had a lot of chance to spend much time with all of you, but I told you you should have really three goals this summer and connect, learn, and have fun. And if you've done those three things or doing those three things this summer, then I believe that you're, you're getting a valuable experience in YPP. That's what I'm hoping for. So I hope that's the case. Um, but yeah, thoughts, final thoughts from you. Uh, let me, I want to say something. I want to say two things. One thing about YPP, one thing about bullying. <clears throat> the first thing uh, I was going to say is about bullying. Like, you may not notice it, but you can be bullying somebody else as, you know, like, for instance, for example, me, like when I was younger, I didn't notice at the time, but I was considered a bully because I was bullying my twin brother. For me, I thought it was a joke, right? But it's really affected him and how he is now because he's like more shy and timid because I was, you know, pushing around, talking about, oh, you know, stop being a wussy and stuff like that. Like, I thought I was being a good big brother, trying to teach him how to be, like, more manly or, like, more outgoing. But forcefully, you can't do that, you know? Like, if you think, uh, if you think, if you think you're trying to help somebody by forcing them to change, it's not, it's not going to end well, you know? If you want to help somebody, have a conversation with that somebody, you know, you want them to express themselves with their problems and then you can see if you try to solve them. That's how, you know, you should go about with things. And my second thing I want to say about IPP is um, how great the staff are. 
because like you don't if you have a problem with like anything about YPP you could just talk to the staff you know they'll hear you out you know like for instance um there was this one situation where I didn't really like how they executed it so I had a conversation with the staff and they took my feedback you know like that's one of the most important things you can have like in a job setting is feedback you know everybody can learn everybody you know nobody is at a certain point that they can't get feedback you know we're all human we're imperfect by nature so we can always improve in some point so that's about it yeah i agree with josh um connecting to the ypp situation that the staff are really great you can talk to them you're they're more openly like they welcome you with open hands so if you have a problem any type of problem like personal work problem you can go to the staff and speak to them openly about it and yeah that's one of the best things at this job that i think because like other jobs you can't do that like a boss doesn't want to hear like your problems at home um i just want to shout out a quick note of appreciation because we take a lot of trips a lot of college tours we've done like some duck boat things or swan boats whatever they are and they spend I know they spend a lot of money on these things. You know, I don't like to talk, tell kids about how much they spend, but I know they spend a lot of money on all the things that we do in this program. So I'm grateful for it. I can't speak for everyone else, but I'm sure they're grateful for it too. And that's all I got to say. Bouncing off of Jeffrey, I would say, yeah, staff members help a lot with like having us like almost explore Boston and find new places. Since there's a few areas of Boston I didn't even know about until we were until we went there for trips or activities. I love <clears throat> I love that. Um, you know, I don't get a chance to get spend a lot of time in the program like I'd like to, but I do get a chance to spend time with you um, during the show and in general. Um, so I can on behalf of the staff thank you because I know how hard um, our staff works and I know everything you guys are saying is genuine. Um, and so thank you on behalf of the entire staff, the entire organization. Um, we are proud to have you in our program. Like it's a privilege for us to have you all and your families connected to us too. So don't think that that is not, is missed here. Um, you know, the, the, the last thing that I'll just say is, um, you know, Joshua and I could have, we had a, a kind of a mic drop moment there. Um, but the, the, the bottom line at the end of the day is, we are all family. Now we don't all eat at the same dinner table and we don't always wake up on whatever religious holiday you might choose and celebrate together. True. But if my daughter is safe in the community, that means your daughter, your sister, your mother, your aunt, your grandmother is safe. That means you are safe. And that matters to me, period. And anything that I can do to be supportive of a, of a healthy community, I'm gonna do that. You all are part of this uh, YPP, I believe, because part of you believes that too, that you're doing something to help make the community better because that is important to you. And that makes us family. So thank you for, uh, again, the, the time today. Um, I, I almost feel like um, it feels kind of weird. It feels like we did like a whole ceremony and not a radio show. Um, but 
Um, I thank you again for your time, your appreciation of the program, and also for, you know, showing up every day and being who you are. This has been the VIP show uh, on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. Um, thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Teddy. Thank you, Muhammad, for your contribution today. We'll see all of you next time. or You'll hear all of us next time on the VIP show another time. Thank you for listening.